Hey everybody. Howdy, welcome back to Planet and God. We are doing our reading challenge, the Gospel of Matthew through the new year, or up to the new year, I should say. Um, we are on... Matthew chapter 5. Chapter 5, day 5. So without further ado, let's get into it. Alright, so chapters 5 through 7 actually encompass one giant teaching known as... The Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount, yeah. The, this whole section, could we could spend days on each little bit because there's a lot to break down in here. We're going to do our best to do high level um, as much as we can through it. So let's dive right in. I wanted to ask, uh, first off, before we get into it, the some of the key things we need to know about this section is, first off, who is Jesus speaking to? I mean, he's speaking to the Jewish people. Right. He's speaking to the Jewish people. That's one thing a lot of people get mucked up is they, they take this section and they immediately apply it to the church age and what the church should be doing. But really you have here Jesus, the Jewish Messiah, talking to the Jewish people. And what he's going to do is he's going to give the proper uh, messianic interpretation of the law. That's what he's doing in these three chapters that we're going to see through here. So that's, that's what we're going to see. Um, the Pharisees would teach their interpretation of the law. Uh, they, this would be the oral traditions. They're going to teach a lot of external conformity. You have to do something externally to conform to the Mosaic law. Jesus, however, we're going to see him consistently through these chapters um, combat that. He's going to say, no, it's not about your external conformity, it's about the heart. It's about your internal conformity to the Mosaic Law. Which is really important, I think. It really goes to show the faith aspect of what uh, the Mosaic Law was supposed to represent. So, uh, let's, let's break the section down here a little bit. Um, so how did, you, how did you go about looking at these? Um, I don't know. The first, I guess I did 1 through 12. Mm -hmm. Did you go a little further than that? Um, so the way, so I've done a sermon, a sermon on this in the past, and I went um, 1 through 16 as one giant section, kind of all lumped in together. So like, the way that I... I look at it as you have the Beatitudes, verses 2 through 11, or 2 through 12. Those can get broken down into subgroups. And then 13 through 16 is our character in light of the Beatitudes. How are we supposed to act in light of these Beatitudes? And that is that we're supposed to be salt and light on the earth because we're to be reflecting the Beatitudes. Yeah, I like that. I like the um, salt and light a lot because they're such good illustrations. Yeah. And I need illustrations. <laughs> <laughs> My brain needs illustrations. So. There you go. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like that section because I, it helps me understand it better. Right. Any... Other tidbits? Um, I, I did, I highlighted in my notes in my Bible here the fact that every verse starts with blessed are. The person that lives by these principles 
according to the Mosaic Law, is already blessed. They already have the blessed. Not blessed will be, or blessed will become. Blessed are. In other words, you already have it. So blessed are the poor in spirit. You already have the poor in spirit. Right? Because of that, you have the kingdom of heaven. Um, and then the, the topical breakdown, uh, these Beatitudes really go towards how we relate to God and then how we relate to other man. So like verse, verses uh, 3 through 6 is how do we relate to God. Verses uh, 7 through 12 is how do we relate to man. Yeah, I really, well, specifically verse 12 uh, says, Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Um, and I, I liked it because um, all the things in the blessed are, right? Those, mm -hmm. A lot of those are hard things. Yeah. And so rejoice and be exceedingly glad even through those hard things, but also... Um, there's a reward in heaven. And I don't like always think about those rewards, but right. we're reminded in scripture that there are rewards in heaven. Yeah. And so it's just a cool thing to think about. So, so. Um, and then, yeah, again, we can take these, the Beatitudes and the salt and light, and we can apply it to the church in today's day and age. But if we, we have to remember the historical context of what, this section is the beatitudes the salt and the light and the historical context is that jesus is telling us what righteousness looks like under the mosaic law mosaic law is in effect he's now interpreting it for the jews and that's that is the purpose of this first section here so what was the next breakdown so moving on i went from 17 through 20. oh yeah me too oh wow look at that yeah um <laughs> This, so verse uh, 20 specifically I had as the key to understanding the entire passage. Verse 20 says, For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds the, that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. That's the key to this entire Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is telling, you know, look at the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, how much work they are doing. And unless you exceed that, you will never have the same righteousness. You will never be righteous before God. So he's like, that's the key to all of this, is it's not about your external works. Right, it's not about your righteousness, because right. our righteousness comes from Christ. Yep. Um, I really enjoy how Jesus uh, points out, going back, I'm bouncing all over the place, verse 17, how he came to fulfill the law. He's yeah, not, that was what I pulled out, yeah. was that... you. Know, you see that Christ fulfills the yeah. law. Yep, it's not passing away, it's not changing, but he's, it's being fulfilled with him. So the next section that we're going to go through is verses 21 through 48, essentially the end of the chapter. We'll, we'll break down little bits as we go through. But what's important to note about this section is every time... Jesus says, you have heard that it was said, right? He says this, um, verse 21, 27, 31, 33, 38, 43. Every time he says that, he's calling out the oral laws, the oral traditions, right? You have heard that it was said of old. You have heard it was said. It was also said. So he's going to say 
what the oral law says, and then he's going to give the correct interpretation of it. So really, you have Jesus going toe-to-toe with the Sadducees, the Pharisees, and the scribes right now, which I think is really fascinating to see um, what he does. And he deals with a number of topics as, as he does this. Uh, what are your thoughts on them? The um, I have nothing in particular. Really? Yeah. Wow. But did you have something in particular? Well, I did for each one, right? Jesus deals with anger. Um, and if you notice, every time he deals with one of these, uh, he pulls out the various interpretation, right? So anger, you shall not murder, like physically kill someone. Uh, the um, lust, you shall not physically commit adultery. Uh, divorce, you know, you shall not physically divorce your wife. Every time he does it, he deals with the physical, right? That's what the Pharisees would teach is the physical. But then he'll go in and he'll do the heart of the matter. But if you have anger in your brother, if you lust after another, right? It's well, showing it's inward. It's inward. It's yeah. about the heart. It's not about the external conformity to the law, but the internal conformity. Yeah. What is your heart doing versus what are you physically doing? I mean, that's really the crux of this section. When you go through it in each one of these, it's, it is more about the internal conformity and less about the external conformity, which the Pharisees would teach. Yeah. Well, and I think that the, that's the point of Christ, too, is that, um, you know, coming to Christ is an inward right. and um, not outward. Right. You cannot gain Christ by doing outward things. It's all inward. It has to come from the heart. Right. So, Faith comes from the heart. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So that means we finished five? We finished chapter five. Yeah, like I said, um, I, I would really encourage, if you're a Bible writer, um, write highlight mark every time Jesus says you have heard that it was said so you know oh this was a pharisaic teaching and then Jesus deals with it being the heart of the matter the inward person um, and then we'll, uh, we'll pick it up tomorrow with chapter 6 continuing through uh, the Sermon on the Mount and we'll, we'll wrap it up in a couple of days. Sounds good. See you guys right. tomorrow. Bye. Bye.